This is Healthy Homes Podcast, a brief encouragement in your week to prioritize the relationships in your home. Thanks for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the saddle. It has been a long time, fellas. It has been almost a month, I think. Almost a month since our last recording. And it's been a while. There's been sickness, kids, busy schedules, all these things. You know, what I what I think really is the root of all of it is um, there's some spiritual warfare trying to keep us from doing what we do best, which is... Um, this right here this is what we do best um so uh we will we will persevere um and uh yeah and see what kind of magic happens today um i don't know we're we're missing our magician i i know our our spiritual warfare expert our magician if he would take on such a pagan title um yeah yeah slofer is uh he's out he sickness has him but we were able to uh where where three are gathered together um we will hit record and um and uh that's amen that's how that goes (laughs) well fellas i thought to maybe uh just warm things up a little bit um, you know, just so we can ease back into things. It's been a while. I feel I feel rusty personally, if I can say so. Um, let me ask you this: in in, a, in about two days and one week, the famous Lakewood Park Gala Gala no. Harvest and Benefit it's going down. No cross cross Gala off right. The line goes through it. Is no that's it. The- Gala, a, gala, 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 yeah. relic of the past. That, right. but, but dinner and benefit. I, I think that's just it. Dinner and benefit. The, the 2021 Lakewood Park dinner and benefit is going down. And uh, as per usual, fellas, there's going to be an auction. Here's what I want to know from you. If you had endless amounts of money, money's no issue. Uh, you can write a check for whatever you need to write. What would be the the one thing that you would be most excited to bid on at an auction so that's open-ended you can go a lot of different directions with this um endless amounts of cash you're writing a check what would amounts of cash that sounds like our current situation well you you, well you know i didn't I yeah, didn't want to boast, to, but uh, we're we sitting to pretty. Too much. We're, <laughs> we're sitting pretty. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're making the big bucks in Christian education. So yeah, but 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 then again, also Nick, let's not discourage anybody from coming on out and throwing some more cash our way because uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's true. It's true. Plus, plus all those you know royalties we get from oh. Okay. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. Thank right. you for pointing that out. Um, am, I, am I a little choppy on your end, fellas? A little bit. A little bit. Just, oh, just a bit. Oh, boy. Um, goodness. It, well, if if maybe I'll just put in a quick request to our IT department. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, I tried to keep a straight face on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so I, make sure you come out and support our cause because uh, we're looking for that. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, right, we we no longer have an IT department. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Johnson is not uh, bigger and better things. So, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I, the, I other, the other Mr. Johnson. Yes, yes, that's right. I foolishly <laughs> filled out the tech request form. <laughs> Because I've been using my phone for a hotspot for internet all week, thinking, <laughs> thinking there would be some, some response, but I'll laugh. <laughs> well, that might be my problem right now is that my office is right next to your room and yeah, I might be experiencing might be. some of those, some of those wonderful um, internet issues. Okay. So Brett, what? Brett. Good grief. Brett's gone. <laughs> Brett would be bidding on um, a dinner for two with one Harrison Ford in yeah. full Indiana Jones costume. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Brett's. So I'm just going to call it right now. And I know 100% I'm accurate. Jed, yeah. we've given you some time to think here. What yeah. are you bidding on? Oh, I think I would. Um, like if I could find like an auction, I don't know, from like like the Tolkien estate, like if they're like original, like letters or, or like original copies of, of some of his work, mm. like I would, if I, if I, there's like an auction, if they were like auctioning things off from the Tolkien estate, which is probably never going to happen because they have probably millions and millions of dollars. Um, but if, if that was happening, like I would, I would love to have like original copies of his work, something so, like that. Uh... Is, is it safe to say that that Tolkien is your your favorite inkling? Um, I mean, I do love C.S. Lewis, too. Um, and beyond that, I can't say that I'm super familiar with the rest of their work. But but I think I think so. Um, I, yeah, I think I would definitely say that. Additionally, like, you know, I have a. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but in terms of in terms of history, like, you know, because I've talked about what my theological hobby horse is, but my um, my my historical also being a history teacher, my historical hobby horse is like second century Christianity, especially like the apostolic fathers. Mm. And like if I could find like some really old manuscripts of like Ignatius of Antioch's letters to the Ooh. church, like I would I would want to I would want to bid on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get some Ignatius on the table and yeah, you gotta, you gotta grab that. That's a, that's a rare find for sure. Mm. <laughs> Nick, how about you? What's uh, what's that auction item or event or experience that whatever the price tag is, you'll write the check for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was something related to that, but not quite as academic as what Jed is uh, talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I would like, I would like, you know, a trip to like New Zealand to oh. where they filmed the Lord of the Rings and oh. you know, to walk the land, <laughs> wow. the Hobbit and, you know, uh, the Shire and uh, Mordor, <laughs> oh. you know, but yes, that would, that would be, I think what I would most uh most bid on yeah something like that that i could go to new zealand and see where they filmed all that majesty uh that would be fantastic yeah mm. that would be quite the experience and um i'm just gonna go ahead and and thirds uh the tolkien fanage 
<laughs> right. In theology, you can make up words. It's totally okay. Um, <laughs> they do it all the time. Yeah. That's right. Really. We just uh, we we just need a term that's not bogged down with all the all the junk of uh, of today's vernacular. So um, you know what? Uh, two words for me: Spurgeon's bones. That's right. I think it's on the. T- <laughs> Because of World War II, his memorial got bombed, and I actually think you can, I think you can reach in and touch the ta- the casket. I don't know if you can touch a finger. Huh. Interesting. But um, I'm a big Spurgeon fan, and uh, buying Spurgeon's bones. I, <laughs> yes, yes. Is it? Wow! Wow! Yeah. So where are they buried? Oh, they're in London. Yeah, they're in London. Oh, in London, okay. Yeah, when London got bombed uh, during World War II, the memorial took a big hole. Okay. And you can reach in there. I don't know what you find, but you can reach not in there. West, not Westminster Abbey or anything like that. Uh, it has his own, his own memorial. It's got a memorial on a on a church, and goodness, I can't remember. Okay. Um, where the graveyard is. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's weird, but. Uh, <laughs> You, you don't get to where we've gotten to, boys, if, uh, if you're, you don't have a little weird in you. So, <laughs> right. I don't think, I think that we're, we're probably all bidding on things that our listener base wouldn't. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I'd also, you know, anything probably to do with, uh, you know, the NFL too, I probably would. <laughs> so, you know, season tickets to, uh, you know, the Giants or something like that. I probably, even though the Giants are terrible, but uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good point too. I guess I'd be totally content with some some oh, cold yeah. season tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one. There's one NFL game that I've been able to go to, and it wasn't even a, a regular season game. Mm. Uh, the company I worked for in New Jersey uh, had like a a box that they would uh, like bring prospective clients to, you know, because this was like a pharmaceutical sales company and uh i guess they didn't have anybody for this preseason game and like first person who responded got the tickets so i got to go to a preseason game but that's the only nfl game i've ever been to so nice Uh, nice yeah well fellas we got work to do here um we're not in here just to meander around well actually maybe we are are. yeah uh, by definition of the title but uh, we wander are lost. So. <laughs> full circle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, goodness, let's just go ahead and hit end on episode right now. Good grief. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, goodness. Well, yeah, uh, it's been about a month and we've had some some student questions coming on in. And dare I say, not even student questions, uh, alumni questions. But I think we're going to go ahead and um, uh, demote them back down to student because it, I don't know that they were paying attention to everything that we told right. them. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this individual, one of our passed. favorite. Oh, go, go on. Oh, I was just going to say I should not have passed them. Well, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe we can uh, uh, change change some of those those grades. I guess they're in college yeah. now, so yeah. Yeah. start assigning podcast homework. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, so here, here we go. One of our favorite listeners. Um, let me just go ahead and, and read this whole thing here. And then I'll let you guys respond. Today, a friend asked uh, what we thought about the idea of Muslims and Christians serving the same God. She agreed that Muslims would not be saved because they do not believe that Jesus is his son and savior, but that the father part of God and Allah are the same. I remember reading about this in the Reason for God book, but I'm not sure how to answer. I don't believe it's the same God. And if it is, one of the two religions has a very distorted view of God, considering that Allah commands people to kill. But in the OT, the Old Testament, God tells the Israelites what cities to conquer and gives them victories in battle. So is that much different? I feel like I should know the answer, but I just kept thinking, I don't believe it's the same God, but I can't think of any evidence that truly says that. Then I said, on it. Because <laughs> we were just about to record. And, uh, and then this student came back and said, okay, now more confusion. Talked with a different friend about this who talked about the origins and Ishmael. Ishmael parted ways with Abraham uh, before God's promises were fulfilled. So Ishmael had a different view of God as more vengeful. If you took out the craziness of Muhammad, um, their wording there. Uh, does it not seem like the Old Testament God before Jesus' fulfillment of the law? If you boiled it down and removed Muhammad from the equation, is it not the same God? So, fellas, that's a that's a mouthful of a question. There's a couple different angles to um, to grapple with here. Um, but before I, I I, I put the mic aside and let you guys start getting after it here. Um, let me also just note that we had a, another student, different college, ask us the same question about is uh, the God of Christianity and the God of Islam the same? And so uh, this seems to be something sprouting up in a couple different places. And so we certainly want to make sure that we grapple with it. So that said, let me defer to you, gentlemen. Could you, could you, uh maybe read the part about Ishmael again. I'm confused as far as what the question was with Ishmael. Sure. Um, says this, talked with a different friend about this who talked about the origins and Ishmael. So probably origins of both religions, Christianity and Islam. Ishmael parted ways with Abraham before God's promises were fulfilled. So Ishmael had a different view of God as more vengeful. Okay. So if you ignore the. Stop you there for a second. First of all, where's the evidence for that whole claim? Uh, a friend that, said it. Right, right. That that's I think where it would start. Okay. So you're 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 postulating this whole fairy tale about Ishmael having this different view of God. And Islam only traces their cultural roots and their ethnic roots, I would say, back through Ishmael, but not necessarily their religious roots. So, I mean, that, you know, Islam mm. says that, you know, Muhammad is the final prophet. Um, I don't even think Ishmael is recognized as a prophet in Islam. So this whole fairy tale that you're making of, you know, well, this is a result of Ishmael's, you know, uh, incomplete view of who God is, 
you know, uh, I, I don't think is, is, you know, accurate at all. In fact, you should challenge that person to, to back up that claim. We can't just assert things without any, without any evidence for that claim. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Muhammad is the originator of Islam. And so I think we need to trace it through him rather than any um, uh, idea about Ishmael. Do you, does that hit where you think that question is coming from? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, and even, even if Islam would, would trace their ancestry right. through the line of Ishmael, uh, the scriptures speak a little bit towards Hagar and Ishmael, and they call God the God who sees me, Elroy, in, um, in Genesis right. 16, which doesn't seem to paint the portrait of God being a vengeful God, which is, seems to be what the inference is here, is because right. Ishmael got out before he saw covenant fulfillment through, well, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that seems to be, uh, yeah, coming up with some rationale that's not probably based on anything even Islam would probably say. Right. Yeah. There's also, there's also some, so yes, Ishmael is not. And also there's the fact that in Genesis, Ishmael is not made the covenant. He's not, he's not the carrier of the covenant. You know, he's sent away from Abraham, but there's also the fact that it's not, it's not that then Ishmael was wholly and completely abandoned. It's not that Ishmael was cast out and like killed. You know, it wasn't that like Ishmael was now the bad guy all the time. And even we can see, I don't know every single reference. I know that um, I remember listening on, on the Bible Project podcast um, in their Family of God series. They talked about all the different ethnic groups that are brought into the story of Israel um, and at times even shown to be more righteous than Israel is being. And there are times that they reference that people who are from the line of Ishmael being brought in. So it's not like Ishmael is kicked out and then it's like, oh, there's the bad Ishmaelites all the time. You know, there are times, there are a number of times where the scripture looks out and says the people outside of the covenant community are worshiping the wrong thing. And it does paint them in a negative light. That does happen. But that's definitely not always universal. Um, and it's also not always true about ishmael and people from the line of ishmael Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily that it was like like yes ishmael was not the covenant he did not have the covenant ishmael was turned away from abraham's family but it's also it's not a complete ishmael was kicked out and then immediately you know he everything bad happened to him yeah 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 so i think it's just a line of argumentation trying to trying to convince us that the God of the old, that Yahweh of the Old Testament is the same vengeful God as we see in Allah of, of Islam and trying to make a rationale for that, which I don't think fits any evidence, you know, for what we have uh, of Ishmael, but also I, 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 this argument from the Old Testament it just drives me crazy because, you know, God's a God, me, a mean God in the Old Testament. And then the New Testament, all of a sudden, he's, he's loving, right? So this is a very narrow view of the scriptures. Like, read the whole Bible, for goodness sake, 
like read first of all you, you think god is a god of love in the old in the new testament look to see what he does to jesus on the cross mm. for goodness sake what is jesus jesus goes through hell on the cross so you mm -hmm. want to say that god is a god of love in the new testament now you may say yeah but that was for us also how many times does jesus talk about hell mm. right in the gospels mm. so you know there's there's definitely right there punishments for people who have sinned and there is vengeance you know in, in fact right one of the often quoted verses right is from romans right vengeance is mine says the lord i will repay mm. so so this idea that god is a god of love in the new testament and not in, in the old it ignores those passages in the new testament it also ignores all the mercy and grace that God shows in the Old Testament. No, all over. Yeah, the, the, the reason why, right, um, God's people are in, in Egypt for 400 years, right? He God tells Abraham, right, that the people are not going to be able to have the promised land until the sins of the Amorites and the Canaanites are full. God is giving them 400 years to repent. And there comes a time in all of our lives, all of our lives and, and nation's lives that God says enough is enough. You're getting judged. And God is a holy God has the right to do that. Think of all the, think of all the chances he gives to Pharaoh, right? To let his people go without all these plagues, right? Those are opportunities of, of grace to Pharaoh. He could have just said, Pharaoh, you're dead. You know, and <laughs> you know, my people are going to go free. They're not this, you know, but he doesn't do that. And like, I mean, you know, I could go on and on with the history of Israel, you know, and how God keeps sending prophets after prophets and hundreds of years, right? Getting them, trying to get them to repent and just God's incredible. Think of Nineveh, right? I mean, Nineveh was terrible and they repented and God didn't destroy them. Like even like the example of, of Ahab shown to be one of one of the worst kings in Israel, explicitly said one of the worst right. kings. And at the end, he repents. And you know, there's still consequence. He still says, yeah. There's your your line is going to be removed. But he says, Ahab, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the judgment on you because you yeah. repent. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me think of um. I was just trying to find it real quick. I, I can't find it quick enough here, but um, let me go ahead and try to uh, summarize this quote here. It's uh, from Old Testament scholar, scholar Meredith Klein. He said, the, the acts of violence in the Old Testament is a, a what is it? It's a physical embodiment of an eternal, of, of a spiritual reality, essentially let me, I'm botching the quote here. This is what he's saying is this judgment for sin will be faced by all eventually. Yeah. And it look to the book of revelation when yeah. everyone will stand before King Jesus and those who are found in opposition in their sin, because they've not been covered by the lamb will be cast into the lake of fire. That's revelation. That's new Testament stuff. And what Meredith Klein was 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 saying is that every now and then God gave us a real time physical 
um, uh, historical uh, portrait of this eschatological truth that will one day come. And, uh, and I thought that was an interesting, um, interesting take on it that seemed to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but I, I think if, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Nick. I think if we, if we read the old Testament and the new Testament, we find a lot more love and mercy in the old Testament than what skeptics or critics will give it credit for. And we find a lot more, um, harsh and, um, quote unquote, unloving stuff in the new Testament. Um, if we're, if we're honest with it. And so, yeah, I agree with that. And so, and so uh, go go on. I was just going to say, which is a necessity. I mean, you know, to love, you know, means, uh, that, that, that God is also in his holiness also means he deals with sin, right? I am glad God's love in my life is that he doesn't let me get away with stuff. Mm. Uh, that, that because right, if sin really is sin, and destroys my life why would he let that fester in my life so um and and i think there there's a basic difference between god and allah in the fact that god is love and allah is never described in that way he is Mm -hmm. merciful he is merciful in the in the quran but he's not love and so um, I think the basic, you know, so let's not confuse this, that the, the basic uh, character of who Allah is, is different than who Yahweh is in the Bible. Uh, not, and, you know, not even speaking, like, like the greatest, the greatest proof of God's love, right? John three sixteen is him giving his son to die for us. And in Islam, that is the worst possible sin. So, how can these gods be the same when they're not the same in character? They're not the same in their nature. They're not the same in their actions. So I don't understand. So I think it's a very narrow argument to say that, that just because, you know, Allah is the Arabic word for God, that it must be the same hmm. person. So yeah. I, I yeah. don't, I don't buy that at all. There's also, there's also the fact kind of moving in a different, direction you know to say that it's just kind of like you know because kind of the way the question was phrased it was kind of like that well yeah so of course you know they don't think that jesus is the son of god but also aren't the father in all of the same which then makes very light of the significance of the trinity right because if we're saying because we're not because you know because we're not saying we say that jesus is the son of god it's not that he's a created being that god you know somehow birthed or something that's not what we mean you know it's it's this idea of them being trinity them being of the same substance them being a part of the same being Mm -hmm. so to say that you know allah and the father are the same but jesus is god the father's son but jesus is not allah's son Mm -hmm. you know that's not just a statement of a relationship that's a statement of these are different beings yeah yeah Uh, it's a yeah a difference in ontology and and yeah you can't you cannot separate those out Mm -hmm. and then you know those factors separate you know go down you know and are affected in the the theology that they represent and the way that they they understand things you know 
that if Jesus is of the same substance as God, if they're the same being, then they've been in relationship for all eternity with the spirit, right? You know, which means at its core, God in the Christian story is by nature relational. Um, he did not need, you know, he did not need humans to be loving because he had, um, he had loving relationship with the son mm -hmm. and the spirit together as being one, one being of many persons. Um, whereas, um, in order for Allah to be loving in order for Allah to be merciful, you know, cause he's not described as being loved, but he is described as being merciful in order for Allah to be merciful. He had to create humans, which therefore means in order to be a part of his nature, um, he has to create something. He's a dependent being, mm -hmm. which is something that one Muslims would say he is not, he's mm -hmm. completely independent. He doesn't need anybody else. Um, but if there's no humans, there's nothing for him to be merciful to. Mm -hmm. um, if there's no humans, there's nothing for him to be loving to, um, cause it's just himself. So he then needs humans to be that. Whereas God can be love without human beings existing because he can love, uh, cause he can love the other members of the Trinity. He can love within himself, within that being. Um, so it allows for him to be completely independent of creation. It also allows for him to be loving before in a, in a way that's not self-love because he's loving another person even if it's of the same being um and then there's other little theological things about how uh you know not necessarily directly thinking about god um but how humans think about themselves in those two different stories that are very very different um and if the muslim story says well you you can be morally good independently also you're not made in the image of god if they think that's what Allah is telling them, but then we go over here and we say, well, the Christian story says you can't independently be righteous and you are made in the image of God. You know, so we, if we go and say, we worship the same thing, but he's telling us different things, then that raises the question of, are we being told? Are, are we, are we going to the same thing? You know? Right. Yep. Yep. Right. And then you're going to get really down to the root of it, which is what is your source of truth? And we find ourselves at the fount of all, of all things here. Mm -hmm. How do you know what is true and how do you determine which story is the true story? And uh, yeah, I, I found that quote. I'm just going to read it real quick here. Yeah. And because uh, uh, I think it's just well said for the people that are finding a struggle point with acts of violence in the Old Testament. Um, and, and for that, maybe you're trying to find some kind of rationale or justification for it. Um, this is, this is what Meredith Klein says. He says in God's acts of violence in the old Testament, we get a glimpse or preview of the ultimate judgment on evil that will one day come. God's common grace allows rain to fall on the righteous and the wicked, but judgment is imminent at certain times in Israel's history. We see God withdraw his hand of common grace and bring the righteous judgment that evil deserves. And uh, I thought that's, that's well said, is that all deserve the righteous judgment of God if we don't have uh, blood to cover atonement, atonement um, for our sins. 
Yet sometimes God has allowed evil people to continue for his purposes, whatever that might be, which are higher than our ways. Um, but at times he has not um, continued on with common grace and has brought about uh, the righteous judgment that all sin does deserve and has used uh, Israel as his means for that at times in the Old Testament. Right. So, okay. Any other comments on this? And, and, and we got another question on progressive Christianity that we might just have to table for, uh, for next week. Um, but I do just want that student to hear alumni. Good grief. We're getting old fellas. Oh, that, that other, huh? go on. Oh, I was going to say, I might add that, you know, as you're talking about, um, you know, Allah is also, you know, while, while Muslims pray, you know, five times a day, at least, uh, that, you know, the, the prayers are not relational because Allah does not, you know, relate to human beings. This is why Islam has a succession of prophets because the prophets are the ones who speak for Allah. And mm -hmm. that is the only way that you can relate to Allah is through those prophets. So this idea of like, you know, what Christians hold true as a personal relationship with God does does not exist, you know, in, in Islam. Yep. And, and again, kind of swinging back to that, you know, that the reason why, um, the reason why it's so significant and the reason why we are able to have a personal relationship with God is because of the role of Christ. Right. You know, the fact that God is so intent on being with his creation is so intent on redeeming his creation is so intent on being in relationship with human beings that God himself became man, which again is a thing that is just kind of like, absolutely not that cannot happen in Islam. You know, that's what allows us to have this relationship with God that we do. This is what the fact that we have a good high priest that has experienced, you know, human life and is now up with the father interceding on our behalf now with the father for our sake who we have you know giving us this line to the father and you know through christ um and present now in the spirit you know again it's like the 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 nature of the trinity the role of the trinity is so crucial in the understanding of christian salvation and the understanding of the way that god operates um that just to say even that the holy spirit is not a person or that Christ is not the son of God so radically alters the nature of God um, right. that immediately rips it out um, from, from, you know, the Christian story from, from the Muslim story. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jed, yeah, just with that, here, here's the ironic part, the, the Muslim God that will not condescend to to interact mm -hmm. with with common folks uh interesting that the christian god of scripture mm -hmm. pursued any a, a maidservant a, a slave yep. into the wilderness mm -hmm. to bring her and her cast out son yeah comfort and promise not the covenant promise that was given to Abraham and Isaac, but he still promised blessing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the irony, 
the irony. And again, it's just, and you know, this is true of ev- pretty much every single worldview, especially every single theistic worldview, where it's all like God is on top of some kind of mountain or is up at the top of some system. And we're all crawling up to get with him. And, you know, but the, the opening of the gospel of John, you know, God came and dwelled with us, you know, in, and even in revelation, you know, it's not all of us going up to some heavenly city. It's a heavenly city descending onto mm. earth with the people that are there. Um, so it's, it's again, that difference of the, that Trinitarian nature flips the story on its head from every other version um, of God coming down to us rather than us climbing up to God. And, you know, the, the, the Islamic story is one of those stories where it's God's up there. You got to work real hard to get up to him. And if he's in a good mood, when you make your way up, maybe you get to go into heaven. Mm. Um, but there's a, there's a marked difference of certainty with the Christian, with the Christian gospel of Christ did his work, submit to him and you will join in it. Mm. Mm. And that they say will preach fellas. Amen. (laughs) That's a good note to end on. Thank you, Jed. All right, fellas, it's been good. And uh, it's good to be back in the saddle back doing what we were born to do. So um, yeah, feels good. Feels good. We, uh, we miss Sloaf, but um, uh, I'm sure he'll, after listening to this episode on his own time, we'll make sure he won't want to miss out on this other student's question on progressive Christianity, Slofer. I know you don't want to miss out on that. So he's got, sure he's got a lot to say. (laughs) Awesome. Well, until next time, blessings.